be my own man, sustain my own crops, maintain my own plot. Greetings, family. My name is uh, Brother Kima. My name is Mark White. And we want to welcome you to the Red All Masterclass series, a series of uh, lectures, of online podcasts to share information with the community about health, wellness, diet, and environment. We're simply seeking to inspire our community to retire and to do better for ourselves, to uh, go beyond where we've been before, to create the type of community that we would like to see as opposed to the type that's being imposed upon us. Let's be masters, let's ascend, and get to a better place. On January 6, 2016, Mayor Blackwell was sworn in as the city of Maple Heights 16th mayor, the first female and first African-American in the city's 100-year history. She has led the city out of fiscal emergency from a $2.79 million debt and facing bankruptcy when Blackwell took the mayor's seat. Her background as a commercial property tax analyst and other career experience provided expertise. Some of her distinguished awards, the National Action Network of Greater Cleveland Humanitarian Warrior of Justice and Leadership Award, the Ohio State Coalition of the National Council of Negro Women, Inc. Distinguished Community Leader Award, Cuyahoga Community College Women in Transition Program Outstanding Leader Award, Northeast Ohio Young Black Democrats Women of Vision Award, Cleveland Magazine's 2020 Most Interesting People, and Cleveland Magazine 2021 Community Leaders of the Year Award. Good morning, Mayor Blackwell. Good morning. Uh, welcome to uh, the Riddle Masterclass. Um, appreciate having the opportunity to interview today. My name is Kim Foreman. I'm the CEO of Environmental Health Watch in Cleveland, Ohio. And it's a pleasure to meet with you and ask you these questions and um, really want to understand more about who you are, your work, and your relationship to the Red All Green Partnership. I am super honored to be here. I'm Actually, I'm very excited. Pleased to meet you and glad to be in this great space. Thank you for having me. Welcome. So what attracted you to... Uh, public life and public service? You know, actually, I didn't choose it. Uh, it chose me. Uh, coming from a Christian family, my dad was a minister, never had his own church, was a minister. My maternal grandmother had been a lifelong uh, usher, and we had to go to church with her when we would go visit in the South. So I've been in the company, and uh, my those people that have raised me, mentored me, loved me, have loved the Lord in a way that their life, their purpose and a purposeful life included ministry. I don't think people realize that uh, public office is a ministry, but I started off really being involved with schools with my children, my daughter's book club, my, my son's Friday night football, always being there. But my first, uh, I guess you would say, entry into public service was I was the chairperson for school levy. I come from a tax background, and I was asked to lead the school levy as a parent volunteer. It was excuse me, successful school levy, and that then led into me uh, leading a parent group, a parent academy, working with parents uh, of children in our school district 
on the importance of literacy and parent engagement, reading to your kids, having what you call chit-chat time. It's really lap time or cuddle time. And I taught that program for four years. Uh, it got the attention of some local leaders, and I was asked to be in the city's charter review. We're a city that's governed by a charter, and then that led to an unsuccessful run as city council, but a successful run as mayor. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. So similar to myself, right? Not as much debt as I had to deal with, but yeah. coming into the office, dealing with a lot of debt, I said, wow, I had that same experience. Mm -hmm. What was that like for you and how did you kind of deal with it and overcome? It was uh, it was personally uh, a, a personal, I don't know, I'm gonna say challenge I wanted to overcome because I live in Maple Heights. The elected officials in Maple Heights, they have to be residents of Maple Heights. It was a city that we also have a small business we had invested in. And I was looking as a business professional for ROI, a return on our investment. And it didn't seem fair. It didn't seem fair that a city that we had chosen to buy our home and a city that we had chose to open a business in was in this place. Because what I found out and I've known being a product of Selma, Alabama, people didn't know where it was till the movie came here. We were part of that second my great migration. I came here as a two-year-old from Selma, Alabama. And I know what it's like to have a city that's been written off. I grew up on the border of Cleveland and East Cleveland, right on Thornhill Drive in the Glenville area, which is very famous right now with the recent one. Although I didn't go to the high school. Had I gone to the public high school, I'd have gone to Glenville. I would have been a tarp letter. My mother was a tarp letter. There you go. So <laughs> I know what it's like. And Glenville had been a wonderful area. We had a beautiful home. Um, before an exodus of, a, of, of the Jews moved uh, to University Heights and uh, Cleveland Heights. Maple Heights had gone through the same thing. Historically, an Italian city, uh, Polish immigrants, Slovenian immigrants. And so when a city turns, I found out about the three twos that I made up. When it becomes too dark, too dirty, too dangerous, people write it off. The disinvestment begins and people move on to higher pasture, what they believe better grounds. Well, being uh, a woman of faith, this entire earth is a gift from God, right? And so we destroy the lands, strip it of its natural resource, and then we move on and get something better. But who takes care of the land God's given us? Now, for many, Maple Heights is still a dream, a dream of ownership, a little bit quieter, a smaller community. And so I thought, you know what? We don't have to stay here. We don't have to stay in this debt. I'm going to get us out of debt. And I'd come from a background well, that I understood in finances, how you win. And I said, we're going to adopt a winning philosophy, and we're going to overcome this thing. And it was a five-year fiscal recovery, uh, which was established by the Ohio State Auditor. I did it in four, so I guess you'd say I'm a little bit of an overachiever. <laughs> and I was discouraged. I mean, every kept saying, you know, don't get discouraged. If you don't get out in five years, this often is renewed. Uh, it takes 10, 12 years. There's a lot to unpack. And so I did it in four, and people were saying, how did you do it? Every day. Every day making that a priority. Implementing a winning strategy. Putting together a team that believed in winning. And a group of employees that stuck through, that hadn't had raises in years, that said, we don't believe anymore. Their shoulders were rounded. There was a feeling of apathy, which I had encountered on the campaign trail. And as we one win at a time, one win at a time, people began to win, kind of like the Tarbletters victory, right? And everybody got on board. That is an awesome story. Thank you for sharing that. You're so welcome. So currently, um, there's a lot of buzz about the great things happening. <laughs> 
um, in Maple Heights. So tell us more about what's going on now. Well, you know, I believe in people empowerment. I believe in people empowerment. And in part of that winning success formula for success includes economic development. So for the first two years since we were broke, we didn't have an economic development person. I was the mayor. I was the economic development person. And I'm also, by position, the safety director. So I wore all these hats. And what I did is I knocked on, I got my list of our highest taxpayers, the top 50 taxpayers, our biggest source of income is income tax. And I knocked on their door and I said, I'm your new mayor. What's working? What isn't working? Are you planning on leaving? If you are, what can I do to make you stay here? What are the issues? I heard, well, it's too dark. Police response, police response time is good, but it's too dark. It's a little dirty. I'm having a hard time finding qualified candidates. But I was in their conference rooms. I was. I let them know, mm-hmm. I'm a mayor that's going to be here in your conference room. I'll come to your employee picnics. Yes. I'll I'll send you a Christmas card. I'll take your Christmas card. Let's do this together. I need you. So those first two years serving as my own economic development director, mm-hmm. creating that business relationship began the success. Business that thought about leaving decided to stay. They began to expand. I was involved and uh, their plans, their five-year uh, forecast plans. We increased our city services to meet their demands, snow plow, trash removal, better lighting. And so that began uh, what you're seeing in Maple Heights. And now I'm in my, in a week or so, I'll be in my eighth year. It'll be my second term. Um, and we'll, we'll pursue a third term, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Begin to see what all of that ground game, walking, uh, networking, shaking hands, giving my word, keeping my word. Now I'm getting the results of that kind of relationship building early on with my local businesses. Yes, that understanding how trust and building relationships yes. is so important in taking the steps to go just beyond right. just a podium into people's places and spaces. Where the other thing right. that people forget is public relations. I'm a salesperson. I forgot about that. I have to sell the city. There are 59 communities in Cuyahoga County. We're one of 59. So if I'm applying for a grant or I'm going after a business, perhaps 58 other cities. So how did I distinguish myself? I had to get rid of the twos, the too dirty, too dark, too dangerous. And so I began a marketing campaign. And this is one of the pens. I branded, you know, everything in Maple Heights, our retractable banners, our tablecloths when we go places, everybody wears the lapel pens, our outerwear, our jackets, our T-shirts, our polo shirts. We're branded because teens have a brand. You know who they are by their brand or their mascot. So I began the change of public relations. I created a huge online presence on on um, social media platforms by hiring a communications coordinator to tell our story. I don't want the nightly news to tell our story because that's a different story. Absolutely. I want to tell them our everyday story. So uh, public relations is a big, big uh, initiative of mine. Mm-hmm. To, to really change and to combat the too dirty, too dark, too dangerous self-belief. Thank you. Um, so your connection with Riddall, we know that Riddall has a Farmer Jones Market in Maple mm-hmm. Heights. And so how is it? how has that relationship been, speaking of economic development mm-hmm. and um, business building, how has that relationship grown over the years and, and how does that work for you? And how has it worked in that city? Well, it goes back to people empowerment. And when I had just given Farmer Jones, the previous owner, a Business of the Year Award, part of my marketing was to recognize businesses. I do a Citizen of the Year Award and a Business of the Year Award. 
had just given the previous owner of that establishment a Business of the Year award. And so three months later, he calls and tells me he's closing. It is on our main strip. It's our downtown. It's our central business district, Broadway Avenue. It runs all the way downtown, all the way to the far southeastern suburbs. And I said, this can't happen. And I have been hearing this buzz about these urban farmers, Riddaw. Uh, I had heard about uh, Randall McShepard, uh, Policy Matters. And my daughter-in-law had actually did, had done an uh, internship at where uh, RPM, where Mr. McShep had worked. So I started doing some research, like who, we need to keep fresh fruit and vegetables, right? That's a quality of life initiative. Absolutely. In addition to marketing, plant bank, uh, marketing campaigns and business development, I also had to, to, to really be concerned about the quality of life initiative. How do I improve the quality of life? People don't care about street lights and great new businesses if they're not they're, they don't feel taken care of the issues. You know, we're at 20% poverty rate. We're not addressing those those human conditions, the quality of life initiatives. I need fresh fruits and vegetables. And for years, Farmer Jones on Broadway have been that place. And so I made a phone call. I said, I think I know who. And that's vision, that's prayer, that's gut instinct. And I thought, I'm going, I am a salesperson. I'm going to see if I can sell this concept to a group of very, very successful, newly emerging urban farmers. And I called Riddall, and we met. And I contacted, then I found out it had been sold. Farmer Jones had been sold. So I called the owner, and I said, do you have a tenant yet? He's like, no, I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do, do with it. I said, I have an idea. Would you entertain it? He's like, I'll entertain it. And so we all met, the owner, myself, uh, Riddall, the, uh, the principals of Riddall. And uh, I introduced them. They did some deal stuff, and then I graciously laughed at them. Because <laughs> I knew that God was all in this. And if he could, this owner could meet these men, he would see what I saw and believe strongly. They were the ones. And from there, we have a Riddall Farmer Jones market. They chose to keep the original name because it's a name that's been in, in, in May Pites for a very long time. People still call it Farmer Jones. Mm -hmm. We try to insert the Riddall. It has been a fantastic uh, partnership. That's where we get our greens. I've got to go over there get my onions and mm -hmm. my green beans uh, today to cook. It's clean. It's accessible. Transportation you know, is a challenge for many people who don't have transportation. That's in that poverty bucket. Transportation can be expensive. It can be a barrier to accessing jobs, health care even good quality food, um, and people end up buying it from, you know, neighborhood stores at an inflated price. So people can walk to Farmer Jones. It's highly visible. You can find it if you come down Broadway, and they put some new signage, which is great. The front is inviting. You're greeted with a welcome. Someone's going to look up and say, hello, welcome to Farmer Jones. The fruit is, is it's appealing. It's uh, prepared for a great presentation. And it's been everything that I had hoped for, when I had visioned, I can go on this empty space. We have done things civically together, Farmer Jones. Um, I now actually sit on an actual board with Mr. McShepard on equity mm -hmm. for the county. Kemo, uh, uh, who is kind of the face of, 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 the, of the store there uh, on Broadway, uh, does a lot with the local businesses. I bought my hanging plants from Riddall Farmer Jones. It's just a place to go. Some people have some markets in some more affluent neighborhoods, but this is in comparison. 
We don't have to leave our neighborhood and go out there or over there for a shiny, sweet, juicy apple or the perfect string beans when you snap them, they like you can fill the punch. <laughs> we can just go in our own neighborhoods. But here's the wonderful thing I want to say as I continue, uh, as I conclude my comments about just how wonderful Red Hollow, which I get so excited. People from other neighborhoods, I used to leave our neighborhood to go get fresh vegetables, including myself. Mm-hmm. People from other neighborhoods come to Maple Heights because they don't want their fresh vegetables and fruit anyplace else but Red Hollow. They've helped wow. create a destination place in Maple Heights because of their location on Broadway and what they bring, the customer service, the quality, mm-hmm. and just their sense of community and their respect for humanity and them understanding the, you know, poverty and hopelessness and 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 good health outcomes. We're, we're a city that has a high black infant mortality rate yeah. right here in where we're close to hospitals. They help address that high blood pressure and diabetes. And now they're doing cooking demonstrations. Mm-hmm. There's fresh juice. I mean, you name it. It is at this wonderful place, Farm at Ridolph Farm and Jones, right in Maple Heights on Broadway, which I happen to be the mayor of this great city mm-hmm. and a part of bringing this great resource to our city. Thank you so much for your answers and thoughtful answers. Um, Do you have anything else you want to say that I didn't ask you or? Uh, you know, I really don't. I just want to just share. I, I hope that when I've given the, the honor of an interview and sitting across someone from someone like you who, who, who interviews me, that I leave you with an understanding of what drives me and who Maple Heights really is. Who are the people? What's the culture? I'm hoping I'm conveying that for the 20, well, we just had a census where more like 25,000 because only yeah. 67% actually participated. We're the second largest entering, southeast entering suburb. Um, other suburbs are 10,000, 13,000. We're 20 to almost 25. Garfield Heights is the largest, being almost 30. And a lot of people that look like me and you live there. So the message I want to leave for people who choose Maple Heights or have chosen Maple Heights and sometimes are, are believe that there's a better place, it's a better oasis I should move on. Rediscover Maple Heights. Embrace Maple Heights. Get involved. Everything that you, the promise that you had when you bought this piece of real estate, Go for your return and your investment. It's there in Maple Heights. And you give me the opportunity to say that when I'm able to give an interview like this. So thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate it. I really do. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. I know you're busy. And so we um, thank you for your contribution. You're welcome. You're welcome. We will visit Maple Heights. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.